Good afternoon, third graders. This is Mrs. Larichelle. I miss seeing you guys. Um, we're on to the next two chapters of eight class pets plus one squirrel divided by one dog equals chaos. And this chapter is called A School of Neon Tetras, Third Grade Fish. We are in a school. We are in a school in a school. We are tickled by that idea. The people who come to look at us call us neon tetras. We don't know about that, but we just know that we are. We are. Each of us has bright blue stripes and bright red stripes. We shine in the dark. We are very beautiful. Even one of us would be very beautiful, but we aren't one. We are a school. We live in the water, of course. We don't understand how other creatures live out of the water and breathe the air, but some of them do. Our water is surrounded by glass that gives it a square shape. Living in the water with us are some plants and a catfish who eats the slime off the sides of the glass. She does not have blue stripes. She does not have red stripes. She is not beautiful and she doesn't have much to say, but she keeps our water clean. Sharing the water with us, but not living is a shipwreck and a miniature man with a treasure chest that opens and closes. In the treasure chest are sparkly gems. On the floor of our square pond are sparkly stones. Neither the gems nor the stones are as sparkly as we are. We dart back and forth in our glass-enclosed pond and around the shipwreck. We are a school. Outside of the glass that forms the boundary of our pond is a man who feeds us fish flakes and frozen brine shrimp. Yum! Frozen brine shrimp! There are also little men out there who press their faces against our glass. Our man who feeds us calls these little men boys and girls. He says to them, boys and girls, do not tap on the glass. Do not lean on the cart and make it move. Sometimes they do anyway when he's not looking. When they do, we dart back and forth. Our favorite part of the day is global studies. The globe the little men study is a big round thing that shows the world. Most of the world is water. That idea tickles us. So beyond our pond, there's the room with the man and the little men in the globe. Beyond that, there's more glass, which is called windows. Beyond that glass is the world. And now we have seen on the globe that most of this is water. One of the air breathers who sometimes looks in through the windows is a creature that calls himself squirrel. One day, the squirrel came swimming through the air into our room. He came with another creature, a small white creature with a long pink tail. But they were not in a school because they were not the same. They did not look the same and they did not move the same. The squirrel said, help, the dog is going to eat us. We said, there is protection in a school. The second creature, the one who is not a squirrel, put his ear up to the glass that protects us from the air. We said again so that he could hear. There is protection in a school. The non-squirrel repeated this for the squirrel. The squirrel said, what? We said, when you swim in a school, only some get eaten while the rest stay safe. You need to find a school. When his friend told him this, the squirrel said, neither of us wants to get eaten. A creature bigger than either of them entered the room. Bigger often eat smaller. This big creature said, Stop running, you sorry waste of fur. The squirrel darted in one direction and the squirrel's friend darted in another. In a school, we told them. The big noisy creature followed the squirrel, knocking into some of the desks where during the day, one of the little men sits. The desk tipped over and books and papers and pencils fell out. 
The big noisy creature continued to follow the squirrel. The big noisy creature had something trailing from him, the way sometimes a crab will have seaweed trailing from itself. It was long and white, and it got wrapped around things, and it knocked over a big plant by the man's desk. Dirt and leaves fell out. The big noisy creature tried to follow the squirrel up onto the man's desk, and that sent more books and papers and pencils onto the floor. A picture of the man's family fell as well, and his souvenir mug from Marineland, which looks like a wondrous place. The squirrel went up the stand that holds the globe, but then he stepped onto the globe. The globe spun, the squirrel spun. The squirrel flew through the air and landed on the big noisy creature's head. The big noisy creature was so startled, he made his own water right there on the floor. The squirrel and his friend darted out the door. In a school, we called after them. The big noisy creature followed them. But the long white thing that was not seaweed must have gotten wrapped around the cart that makes our pond move, the cart that the little men are not supposed to lean on. We began to move dragged along by the big noisy creature. Our pond swayed and bumped behind him as he ran. We continued to swim safe in a school, in a school. Lenore, fourth grade parrot. Hola, that's one of my favorite words because I come from Puerto Rico and that's how people there say hello. The Spanish for please is por favor and thank you is gracias. Those three words cover a variety of situations. Another of my favorite words is nevermore, because that's a refrain in a poem called The Raven. A refrain is a word you say over and over. I like to say words over and over, but I don't like to say Polly wants a cracker. I don't know why some people think I should. My name isn't even Polly. My name is Lenore, and it comes from that same raven poem. But I'm not a raven. I am a blue and gold macaw, which is kind of, which is a kind of parrot. Luckily, I love poetry. My owner, her name is Rosa da Silva. I'm sorry, her name is Rosa da Silva. She says that since we both come from Puerto Rico, poetry and is, ugh, I'm sorry. Luckily, I love poetry. I'll start this page again. My owner, her name is Rosa da Silva. She says that since we both come from Puerto Rico, poetry is in our blood, along with our accents, I guess. Here is a poem I've been working on. Sitting in the trees, I sometimes sneeze as loud as you please. With a beak as big as mine, you need to draw the line or a sneeze will rattle your knees. Okay, okay, I'm still working on it. Some of those fourth graders, believe me, their poems aren't any better. Good poetry or bad, I like being in school with Rosa and the kids. When Rosa first got me, she'd leave me home while she went to school to teach. All day long, nobody else was there. Mr. Da Silva works in a bank. The Da Silva kids go to their own schools. Being alone made me crazy. I started to pluck my feathers. That made Rosa crazy. She was like, eek, I'm going to end up with a bald bird. Now she brings me to the classroom where she teaches. The kids there all call her Mrs. Da Silva instead of Rosa. When we're in school, I have to remember to call her Mrs. Da Silva too. Such a chore, such a bore, not Rosa, por favor. It's Mrs. Da Silva in school. That is the rule if I want to be cool. This is hard to remember. I also have to remember there are other words I'm not supposed to say in school either. I think school has too many rules. Sometimes if Rosa and her family have to go someplace and stay out late, she'll leave me here in the classroom overnight. 
that's okay. I don't mind once in a while. That's how I got to meet the squirrel. This is what happened. One day, the squirrel, he comes running in. I've seen him before, but I don't know his name. And he's got this big, ugly dog chasing him. And the dog's got a fish tank on a rolling cart chasing him. The squirrel, he can't fly, but he knows up is safer than down. He goes running up the stand that holds my cage. Then he sits on top and yells down to the dog, you're ugly and your mother has fleas. I don't know about the mama with the fleas, but I think to myself, surely this dog can't argue about ugly. Senor dog, he's jumping up in the air, trying to tip the cage over. And he goes, yeah, you rodent, you come down here and say that. The water in the fish tank is going slosh, slosh. Whoa, chicos, I tell them, careful of the innocent bystander. There's a little rat, too, but Senor Dog isn't interested in him, just the squirrel. The rat calls up to the squirrel. I'll get help, so there's more of us, like the fish said. The dog keeps barking, so I start squawking. The squirrel is making my cage sway like the boat that brought me here. I say to the squirrel, you ever hear the term seasick? Next thing I know, the rat comes running back in with a hamster and a rabbit. It's like a convention of small mammals, plus fish. But the dog, he ignores them all and keeps yapping at the squirrel. And those small mammal guys, they don't know what to do. They're just running around in circles. The rat squeaks, somebody do something. The hamster is trying to count how many of them there are. But every time somebody moves, he loses track and he has to start all over. The rabbit is full of useless advice. She's all like, don't let him get you. I think the squirrel already thought of that. The fish look like they're beginning to get seasick too. Then wham, bam, that clumsy dog knocks my cage down. My feathers are ruffled, but I don't get hurt because I land on a pile of paper mache fruits and vegetables the kids have been making for some sort of art contest. Sorry, the squirrel says to me as he dashes for the door, but the dog, he's so rude, he never says a word of apology. He just... He's just all, get back here, you, you squirrel. The fish still dragged along behind on that bumping, swaying, sloshing cart are all like glug, glug, glug. The rat and the others, they start to follow. I squawk, hola, don't leave me here on the floor as you go out the door without even a nevermore. The rat is the only one left, slowest, because he's always staying close to the walls, not wanting to cross the open space of the room. So he comes back and unlatches my cage. The next chapter, Nancy, Art Room Turtle. Sometimes people who come to visit Mrs. Hinkle's room get confused. They ask, is he a turtle or a tortoise? Mrs. Hinkle says, Nancy is a she, not a he, and she is a turtle. Mrs. Hinkle and I, we think there's a big difference between turtles and tortoises. We can't see how people get confused. By the end of a year of art class, Mrs. Hinkle's students will never again be the kind of people who get confused about this. Tortoises live on dry land, but we turtles spend most of our time in the water, but sometimes we like to have dry land to crawl up on. My beautiful glass case has both along with a nice heat lamp to make me warm. Hmm, nice and warm and cozy. Hmm. I'm sorry, I fell asleep under there, under the lamp. Where was I? Oh yes, I am a mud turtle, so I'll never grow bigger than six inches. 
This makes me the right size for Mrs. Hinkle to sometimes take me out of my glass cage and set me on the table so the girls and boys can see me better. Don't poke at Nancy or try to pick her up, Mrs. Hinkle says. She's very shy. It's nice to have someone else around to explain that. You're not unfriendly, not, but I'm sorry. It's nice to have someone else around to explain that you're not unfriendly, but only shy. Mrs. Hinkle teaches art. Even though I'm shy, I like that the children ask if I can come out of my case so that they can use me as a model. Mrs. Hinkle gave me, gives me a piece of melon or lettuce to munch on so that I will stay still and not explore the table too much while my picture is being drawn. I like to have my picture drawn, but I also like to draw my own pictures. Sometimes Mrs. Hinkle pours food coloring onto a piece of foil and lets me walk through it. Then she sets down a piece of art paper and I walk onto that, leaving colored footprints with my little webbed feet. We don't put paint on a turtle shell, Mrs. Hinkle says, but a little bit of food coloring won't hurt Nancy's feet. One afternoon after walking, waking up from a nap and finding that all the children and Mrs. Hinkle too had left, I was admiring all the new pictures Mrs. Hinkle had hung up that day. The children had been very excited and had talked about the artist who would be visiting the next day. An artist who was going from school to school to judge pictures and prizes for the best picture. I think the best pictures are the ones with me in them. But all of a sudden, there was a commotion in the hall, so I pulled myself into my shell in case there was danger. Good thing, because the noise came into the classroom. A dog was barking, a parrot was squawking, a squirrel was shouting, help, help, the nasty, smelly dog wants to eat me. And a hamster, a rabbit, and a rat were yelling, run, Twitch, run. The wheels of the cart the dog was pulling went squeak, squeal, and the fish in the tank on the cart were yelling in their tiny fish voices, school, school. Even with my head tucked safely, in, safely inside my shell, I could see well enough to tell that Twitch must be the squirrel since the others were telling Twitch to run. And it was the squirrel who ran up onto one of the tables where Mrs. Hinkle keeps her art supplies. The dog jumped up there too. So much energy. It nearly wore me out to watch them. Twitch leaped off the table and over to the bookshelves, pulling himself up by art in Western civilization, the book, and the dog couldn't follow because the rope that tied him to the leg of the cart wasn't long enough. The dog ran back and forth on the table, knocking over paints and brushes and a box of chalk. The paint was leaking and dripped off the edge of the table, making a puddle on the floor. I liked the slow, thick way that paint dripped, dripped, dripped. Hmm. Where was I? Oh, yes. I recognized Twitch, since sometimes I'd seen him look into the window of the classroom. Still, because I'm shy, I'd never talked to him before. But now that he was in danger, I wanted to help. It's scary when someone wants to eat you. I called over, excuse me, uh, Mr. Squirrel, sir. This was very abrupt of me. Turtle manners call for long and slow proper introductions, but this was an emergency. I said, don't you have a hard shell you could escape into? Nope, Twitch said, springing from one bookcase to another. Just fur. Fur is not nearly as useful as a hard shell. I asked, do you have a stink gland? 
Don't I wish Twitch bounded from the bookcase to Mrs. Hinkle's desk to her chair to the floor. My goodness, could he move fast. The dog could move fast too, but when he jumped off the art table, his fish tank cart swung around and knocked into my table. My case tipped. I pulled all the way into my shell again. My case teetered. I closed my eyes. My case tottered over the edge and onto the floor. My case went landing on its side. I rolled right out of it. By the time I decided I was still alive, Twitch had already escaped into the hall. The dog, still attached to the cart, ran out of the room with the parrot flapping her wings at him, and the hamster, the rabbit, and the rat scurrying pretty fast, too. The dog had left a trail of painted footprints from the table to the door. It was mean of him to want to eat Twitch, but I do have to say he was a very talented artist. I decided to follow.